You are wrong about guitars podcast. You're, you're just wrong. You're wrong, man. You're, you're wrong. You're about just guitars. wrong about guitars, dude. You're just you're wrong about guitars. You know nothing. Wrong. Wrong. Welcome to You're Wrong About Guitars. I'm Eric Olvin. I'm Dyer Davis. Welcome back for a new week. New me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. I get, yeah, man. <laughs> All right. This Yeah. Have you heard her new music? No. Oh man, she sounds like a man. Does she? Like she's dropped her yeah, her voice down. Wild, man. Yeah. I mean, she said that she feels like a woman. She don't sound like one. Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get on into it. Um, we are going to talk this week about crazy ass electronic configurations on electric guitars. Oh yeah. So at what point does this so I have uh, a couple friends of mine who are very adamant about the page circuit? Which is like, you know, four knobs with push pulls, and if you do a little jig, then it goes out of phase <laughs> and in series simultaneously. Like, and it's not that there's not like great sounds that are in there. Like, and I think that it is a totally usable thing in a studio situation. But to be gigging with that on a live level, yeah, you can get a lot out of it. But like for me, like when I'm going song by song, I. I have specific things that I'm doing tonally per song mm. and not <clears throat> not necessarily written down, but <laughs> but I just know what I want for each of the things. And I'm like, at what point, though, is that just totally counterintuitive where it's like, oh, I, I want this. So I have to push this or pull this one, push this one down, turn this one up, turn this one down and then pull it out. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, oh, no, wait, that's in series. I want it out of phase. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, at what point are you fighting with that so much? Right. And, it, like, not that it's not cool, not that there's not great sounds in it, but just in terms of, like, practicality, yeah. like, in all seriousness. And when you're in the studio, too, um, you know, you have time to mess with stuff. But when you're live and you're going to the next one, like, I su- yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, you're right on track. Like, I literally had a conversation with a client the other day who's he's a professional musician. He plays mm-hmm. professionally. He knows what it's like to be to do that on stage. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about just modding a telly, like mm-hmm. adding a humbucker to it or putting a four-way switch in. And it's like, well, should I put in the, the humbucker in the bridge position or we could just put in a four-way switch so we can go parallel or in series and hit, you know, make them, you know, a humbucker. I've done something that, yeah. yeah. But he was like, oh, I think it'll be too much. It'll be too confusing for me to even fake, like to remember that it's a four-way switch. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, mind blown. Yeah. And then at what point, especially if you have other guitars, do you forget what maybe the two and three positions do? Exactly. And then you get it reversed and then you're like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Yep. And so that was too much for him. And I, then I thought about it. It was like, wow, going from a three-way switch to a four-way switch is too much. Then, like, all these crazy electronics is just like, I don't know how anybody can do that. Well, there's dudes who come out the gate with, like, there's stuff that the Gibson Mod Shop has been doing. Gibson Mod Shop will go wild if they want. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's a lot of time. I think it's really cool, personally. But I think, like, there's sometimes, I, do you ever watch Trogley's Guitar Show? Uh-uh. Okay, uh, he's like a he's like a guitar collector, uh, and I don't know how he does it, but he literally puts out daily videos of like he I don't know what his deal is, <laughs> but um, 
super informational channel, super fun to watch. If you haven't ever watched or heard of Trogley's Guitar Show, go check it out. But um, he had gotten... I can't remember if he bought it or if it was just going through. I think that he bought it. And it was like a... It was a Les Paul... You, do you remember those Les Paul Customs that had one humbucker in them in the bridge, and then that was it? No, they I didn't like, know they made those. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah. They're so cool. But uh, they, they had done something like that with, like, a flame top, and it had, like... It was all black hardware with, like, an orange flame top and, like, double stingers on the back, nice. which looked awesome. Um, and it had, like, a black EMG in it, with like a black bridge and a tra a black trapeze tailpiece from like an from a ES three thirty or something, mm -hmm. and it had like a kill switch up here, and then I don't know if it was also it was a button same button but I don't know what the one down here did. That and button I'm, was probably another kill switch. It button, might right? have been another kill switch. I don't feel like it was though. I feel like it did two totally different things. But I'm like, Can you imagine wiring that? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and you know that they're just kind of like, you know, we have this guitar that we know we're not going to sell. What is just the wildest shit that we could possibly do with it? Right. And I'd be thinking the same way. I'd be like, yeah, you fucking a right. What is the wildest yeah. shit that I could do with it? Sometimes I do think about that, but then I also remember all the like crazy electronics configurations that I've done and how much of a pain in the ass that is. Like, yeah. I did one where it's like two humbuckers, a three-way switch. And then we put in the acoustophonic like ghost system into the uh, like a hip shot bridge, right? And then we put a, a kill button, like the red button for a kill switch in there. That was a nightmare. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> it sure. It's crazy, like trying to figure out where that grounding issue was at that one time. I feel like at what point is there like. At what point should you stop putting kill switches on your... Do you, is two kill switches enough kill switches? You're asking the wrong person because I, I have no idea. But yes. It's like, one if is, I don't want to kill my signal <laughs> from up here, I'll do it down here. Yeah. You know, it's like in case or, my arm gets tired what if, from doing this. What if we do both? Yeah, we, we have the switch here and the button here to do it at the same time. <laughs> well, you know, Gretsch had that thing um, uh, on the Chet Atkins models where it was like a... It was a three-way switch in the middle... Uh, was the signal, and then either side was a kill switch. Right, right. Which was cool. That was confusing as hell oh, the dude, first time that I, I saw one of those. Early Gretsch Country Gentlemen's, the Chet Atkins ones with, like, the leather bed, the George Harrison guitar, you oh, know, yeah, with yeah. the leather back on them and shit, uh, with the mutes and all that. Dude, it's like rocket science, man. Yeah. It's like trying to figure out how to operate a defibrillator with no directions. <laughs> well, and to me, like, even the push-pull pots... The yeah. coil tap, like, that's too much for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's no way I use that stuff. I have, so my brown Les Paul, the rap tail, uh, with the Fishman's in it, that thing, first of all, I love those pickups, but I don't like the fact that they're active. I, I don't. I don't like active The, the battery thing pisses me off. Yep. And uh, if you get, like, one of those back plates that you can plug into the wall, I'm also, maybe I've said this on here before, I've, it's feeling familiar, but I oh, also... the new ones. I've also said this a lot anyway, so I don't know. I'm going to say it again, though, for the people in the back. Um, the Those back plates that you can get for Les Pauls with the battery built into them, mm -hmm. and you just plug the guitar into the wall to, to charge it, it's $100 for that back plate. And I'm like, how long does battery last, though? Exactly how many times do I charge that before it becomes like an iPhone? 
you know, and then it starts like dying. Right. You got to be careful not to over like overcharge it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Dude, is somebody listening to techno out there with subs? Maybe. (laughs) Good God, bro. So yeah, man. Um, but that brown Les Paul has the three-way switch and the Fishman's in it. And then with the Fishman's, it's two push-pulls because I just did a master volume, master tone. Um, and it's two push-pulls. And uh, the one is for the voices of the pickup, which you can't even tell right. when it's activated or deactivated. So that's kind of like I could live without that one. The other one's a coil split. I could, if you threw me into like a session situation, they're like, you have 10 sessions across seven different genres of music and you have to cover all of them. I'd probably grab that guitar. Okay. But that's easy, though. Mm. That's a three-way switch. I know what it's going to do. Yeah. And and really it has a coil split. Like the other thing, maybe it's usable, but I don't really notice enough to yeah. give a shit. So uh, I don't know. That seems reasonable to me. The page circuit seems really cool, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know how he used that shit live, man. Yeah. And there's like um Oh, well, so there's this company in Iowa cuz I'm from there. So I know like the, the locals. From Iowa? Yeah. And then, what? <laughs> dude, I didn't know that at all. Are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you were from Kentucky. No, that's my wife. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, I'm from Iowa originally. Iowa, dude. Who do yeah. you know? Mention in the comments somebody that you know that's from fucking Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Farm boy. <laughs> Corn food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. <laughs> anyway, there's uh in in Des Moines. There's this company called Built Guitars. B I L T. And uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. And they um, they came out big in like 20, 2011 or 2012 when Imagine Dragons played like the Grammys or something. And the mm-hmm. guitarist played their guitar. And it was all I think it was a whole an all white guitar, like everything was painted and everything. And they did that because they got splattered with red paint or red dye or something like I'm that. I'm trying. This sounds so familiar yeah, to yeah. me, but I don't know. Um but they so they kind of blew up after that but they're known Sorry. for their like ridiculous amount of different combinations of switches and knobs and buttons and things on their <laughs> guitars and it just doesn't make any sense to me but well it's um, sort of like even Kempers man like it just to switch to so like Kempers there's a lot going on with those yeah but they also you can get a foot switch where you can like quantize everything into one spot and then okay. you can switch between your amps on the foot switch um, and all that kind of thing. And it's like, so, yeah, there's a lot going on in the amp, but there's a way that it's usable. Mm. And there's a way to make it decent to deal with. There comes a point with all your push-pulls and your four-way. So if, you know, if I spin to the right... Then it goes out of phase. If I spin to the left, it's a coil split. And if yeah. I do a backflip, flip this switch, <laughs> wiggle it around a little bit, it you know, like it splits just yeah. the neck, and it, then I get a humbucker. It's so daunting it. to me to even try. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure to, that wiring that kind of stuff, like you're saying, is just an absolute chore. And for man. me, it doesn't make sense. And maybe, it, maybe it's super straightforward and, and everything, but to me, in the way i play and the way that i work it's like i don't even want to try to figure that out yeah like i it, i just imagine opening up that back plate and it looks like you're got a whole like amazon warehouse full of 
electronics and wiring in there. Oh my god! And <laughs> like, you need a manual to figure out how to work your guitar, and that's like, if you open up the back plate on my brown Les Paul, bro, it looks like warfare yeah. like when you it is the, the cia did that one too uh no <laughs> no this was the fbi oh, okay so i got <laughs> so uh and if you didn't know the cia uses duct tape to wire their <laughs> guitars <laughs> i'm looking yeah. at you jared there's a there's a long-standing thing with this but um <laughs> so um but yeah man when you open up the back of that it's like wires that go to the pickups and then the wires and then there's like too much wire because i don't fucking care it's like <laughs> rather have too much than not enough <laughs> and so you know and then and then it's got a nine volt battery in it and then we're like well the nine volts just gonna flop around and make noise <laughs> and so we're like what are we gonna do and so i took scissors to a piece of sound foam and just cut two corners off of the sound foam and jammed them in there yep. to hold the battery in place. So every time you open I've seen it up, worse than that. the foam falls out, and then the battery just flops all over it. Like, it actually, it, there's pressure yeah. on the backplate. And if you look through the knob hole for where the tone knob for the bridge pickup would be, this is a whole thing, I moved the switch now. If you look at that, you can see I only use Energizer. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, man, like, I, I don't know. I, th I think going forward, though, like, there is some really cool stuff that I've been seeing and learning about. So, like, Dude, the this chair is fucking crippling me. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> There's that other one over there. Trying to be comfy, and I'm just like, I'm getting chicken McRecked over here, man. Yeah. Feel like a whole new man. Holy shit, right. you grew. I did. <laughs> I did. We're on the same level. I should have just. So I'm looking at this camera up here, yeah. and in the other chair, I'm like a foot low. Like yeah. you can see, like my chin and up, and like. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun one. Oh my god. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm, you I've been doing edit this out. By the way, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing some uh, cool mods. So like working with uh, humbuckers that can be split. Mm -hmm. um really cool seeing that there's an option to be able to just have like one volume knob and then be able to like put a three-way switch in there mm -hmm. to go in between the two uh single coils but then in the middle that's your humbucker yeah so i think that that's really cool because you only need to have one pickup slot for that yeah. one volume vo one volume hole and then one three-way switch like mm -hmm. i feel like that's super but where efficient. are the locations of the pickups though all in one spot Oh, oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. So yeah, so you have yeah, yeah. you have your humbucker, but it can be split, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the cool one was, like, so this this guy had um, uh, a P90. Um, it was a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a P90. Mm -hmm. But then when you split it, it's like a rail single coil. And then, or what was it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then you have like a regular single coil. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up again. <laughs> but see, um, you you know where this is going at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was like the rail in the front and then the P90 in the back, so that you can be able to go go from like a rail to a P90. And and whose God did you have to pray to to make it do that? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that was yeah, that was fun to figure out too. I mean, I but. I feel like. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, 
I feel like I would be more into rather than seeing how many different functions I can make the guitar do, like how to what's going to make that guitar an asset to me. Yeah. And it's like I would care more about doing like funky pickup placement, like instead of having a bridge and neck, do like a bridge and middle. Okay. And and then it would be wired like a bridge and neck and all that. Yeah. And then the middle position, you get that somewhat stratty thing, because I would do it with humbuckers. Yeah. We know what strats sound like. You know what so. I'd like to see? I'd like to see somebody come in and be like, I want a telly, but only the neck pickup. Dude, that, who wants that? I think that'd be cool. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. No. Like, the, funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing about this is, is that I've had so many conversations and I've heard so many conversations <laughs> about Telecasters, and the one thing that everybody, even Telecaster lovers, regularly bitch about is the lipstick pickup. I know, that's why I like, it's the weakest link. <laughs> like, who would want that? Well, so I think a Tele can be one of the most versatile guitars that you ever have because if they you put are. if you put that in, if you have the, your vintage Tele there, mm-hmm. or even kind of get more of a modern one if you really want to. The only thing that would make it better is a B bender. Well, we'll get into that. Um, so if you have that like classic Tele neck pickup, maybe mm-hmm. a little mo- more modern one that's mm-hmm. a little higher output, maybe yeah. if you if you really don't like the vintage one, and then you put like a really hot mm-hmm. output humbucker for like metal, yeah, in the bridge p- position, you have like this really cool versatile guitar where you can be like twangy and clanky and like really country, and then you got you know your single coil sound, and then you. You know, you mix them, you get that crazy mix, but then you can push it back into the bridge position, and then you can start screaming. And like, has anybody ever split a hot rail before? Um, this sound—that's probably a totally stupid. I'm question. sure they have because you buy them from Seymour Duncan with the four wires, so you yeah. can. Yeah. I wonder who's done that. I want to know what that sounds like. Yeah, I haven't done it. I think I have one though. A hot rail? Yeah, I've got one. I've got to use one. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, but I have one. Mm. Um. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. The electronics can get a little bit wild, and especially when you get into uh, my bass player, Jacob Barone. He has this bass. I can't remember what. It's a jazz bass kind of thing, but it's not an actual Fender. Uh, I think it's a five-string. I really like it because it's super narrow at the nut. It's just, like, really fun to play. Uh, Even for a five-string? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely... Maybe that one is the four-string. He's got so much shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he has so many fucking bases. Um, anyway, however many strings are on, it's real narrow at the nut. It plays incredible, and you can choose between whether the bass is active or passive. It's a signature model, somebody. Nice. It's really cool. Um, but, dude, there's like stat. You remember like the silver tone guitars back in the day? They had like stacked knobs. Yeah. Where like that. Yep. So there's like seven knobs on this thing. Three of them are stacked. Holy shit. And then the rest of them are small. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know what any. And then, not to mention the switch, you have one switch that gets you between pickups and another switch that gets you between active and passive. And I'm just like. How do you keep track? Yeah. I know, and it's so many cool. That's and that's why I'm saying that's a great studio bass. Yeah, and so I, you get any sound you want. I out forgot of that. about stack knobs. Those are awesome. 
because I have installed those on other bases. They and sound so, terrible, like on paper so? to me. I would no, not that they sound bad, but like the idea oh, okay. of it does not sound appetizing. Yeah, so I mean, you me. have your volume and your tone all in one, like, but you have your top and your bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also fucking really stupid, <laughs> so I would be the person that goes down there to turn the top one, and I turn the bottom yeah. one and be like, "Why is it so muddy?" <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, that's that is another thing. Like, how applicable is it for playing live? Or how much mm-hmm. do you have to go through to practice and to be able to get yourself used to knowing, like, oh, shit, I just turned the wrong... I turned and the there, top knob, and I should have turned the there bottom There are one. people, though, man, that... And I'm sure that there are people that are using really complicated wiring that yeah. just really know their way around it. Yeah. And that's really great for you, man. I, you know... I wish you all the best. And to bring up the B-Bender again, um, I did not know about... <laughs> so you have your classic B-Bender, right, with the fucking strap. Yeah. Um, but there's a palm B-Bender. Have you yeah. seen those? Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that for the first time. It looks time. like a little telegraph thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was awesome. And it's I just... Think... You, all you do is pull up, switch out like that, the one... Um, Jack the, White the has the those new Telecasters that he's put out. And it, he just fucking loads them with crap like there's just <laughs> they've got three it's got like a filter tron a p90 and like a one of those big old deck of cards fender deluxe humbuckers mm. and then he's got like a strap b bender and a palm like g bender and like a Oof. mid-range boost and like a built-in fuzz or something like it just You're like wild. a one-man band <laughs> yeah dude i'm like bro that guitar legitimately just does too much stuff yeah like, it's like thinking about like you got to be care like to to do like a B and a G bend at the same time that's like the weird kind of motion <laughs> that you have to make <laughs> you know like, you look like a chicken right <laughs> like, you gotta <laughs> oh that is so funny and I'm not I'm not like don't take that as the gospel I read a couple articles about him when he had first come out with him and uh, and I was just like God there's a lot of shit like this. There's a lot going on with these. Yeah. And, um, yeah, bro, like, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And yeah. I'm sure that he's used to it or whatever it's going to be or whatever it is, but, um, you know, I don't know. I think going forward, it kind of goes back to, like, the guitar evolution of a guitarist when we did, too, where it's like... I- feel like maybe you you stretch into that right like you go too far and then you pull back a little bit and then you realize oh i only need the bridge position like yeah. the bridge hum- the bridge humbucker and then one volume and a three ways uh, well or, this is another thing it. too one volume it, one humbucker i feel good. like sometimes people load shit in there like it's sort of like when people pull their pickups out i actually am a believer in this theory that having the second magnet pulling on your strings, like that's why Les Paul Juniors and shit sounds so good. Okay. Uh, because there's not, there's no extra magnetic load on the strings even when the pickup's not activated. Yeah. So it's literally just the pure tone of the string between the nut and the bridge, um, and uh, or the saddle rather. So, um, but there are other people that are like, well, I feel like if I you know, Filtertrons have, like, Alnico 5s, and then, you know, these Fender Deluxes have, like, Alnico 8s, and then if I put these in there, then I'm going to get just that right, and I'm kind of like, you know, they'll, like, load, or, you know, the the pot value of this kill switch or something. I'm not I'm not going to use the kill switch, but it's going to affect the tone. And I wonder, too, okay. at some point where people will pull stuff off to help tone be better, are people... Loading, stuff. loading shit on because to make the tone. The kill better. switch does like you have to run everything through the kill switch. Because yeah, that's how it works. So I, 
maybe that does have an effect. Of you know some what I sort. mean? But yeah. so then, so then it's like, at what point are people putting that kind of shit on their guitars because they're actually going to use it? Yeah. And are they just putting it on just to get one sound out of it? Yeah. And they think that all of this extra load is just going to totally make it happen. Yeah. And, if, and I'm not ripping on anybody. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you do what you're going to do, man. But I will argue the practicality of stuff, especially for somebody who's not used to it, um, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just like buyer beware. Like yeah. if you get a whole bunch of crap in there in your guitar, you're gonna have to figure out how to use it. Yeah, and don't be don't be enamored with your switches yeah. and and buttons and push pulls and more stuff that can break. This is true. Yep, this is true. Um, but all right, I think that's all I got for for that. So, well, I'm going to go into news here. I'm not even gonna pull up anything on the phone because I only have one thing that I can bring up. By the time you see this, this will probably have been somewhat old news. Uh, but this is a really big deal to me, and this is going to be the only piece of news uh, for this episode. Uh, I got a notification, I think, like 35, 45 minutes ago before we started this that Jeff Beck has passed away. Um, I guess that that happened yesterday. It's currently Wednesday, January something, uh, 11th. And, um, yeah, man, it's pretty garbage, and uh, I'm not totally in a uppity woohoo kind of mood right now because of it um and uh so that's kind of it man he's gone dude yep he hung it up so i didn't read the article enough to tell you what the cause of death was i was just trying to make sure that it wasn't a hoax because i'm like i don't i'm not going to say something about this if yep. You know, it's going to be one of the 19 times that everybody claimed that Betty White died. Right. And then when <laughs> Betty White actually died, everybody's like, fuck you. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> she's still alive. And it's like, yeah. no, man, for real. Yeah. So, so RIP St. Beck. Yeah. And uh, this one goes out to you. Yeah, man. All right. Well, um, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself real quick. Okay. <laughs> if you go, because this is somewhat relevant now that I'm thinking about it. Um, if you go over to DyerDavisMusic.com, uh, you go get pre-orders uh, for my album Dog Bites Back that comes out on February 17th. Um, the reason why this is relevant uh, is because the very first track on that album is a cover of the Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart version of Let Me Love You. Not it's not the shuffle, you know, buddy guy thing. It was actually the four on the floor kind of funky psychedelic deals. Um, so I would implore that, you know, you at least listen to that. Yeah. Um, and it should be coming out soon around the time that this one is released. So, yeah. Yep. Cool, man. Well, that's all I've got. Um, yeah, man, just take it easy, I guess. Go spend some Jeff Beck. <laughs> yeah man go seriously man go All spend right. some jeff back see you next week later <laughs>